Welcome to Shift with CJ. I'm your host CJ and together we will explore the areas of health, human performance, biohacking, psychology and much more that will inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Are you present in the now or are you swinging between the past and the future? If you're average, then there are chances that you think about the future where you might think about paying your bills, chasing deadlines, or planning a look at future in a very different thought process. Some people think about the future of humanity. Some people think about the future of technology. And some people think about the future of health and wellness. But if you cut that list short, there are very few people in the world who like to put on their futurist hat in finding ways to improve humanity by integration of technology. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have one such person on the show for you. My guest on the show today is a digital transformist. He is an optimal human performance specialist, a best-selling author, and a biohacker. Timo Arena, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a, it's a pleasure always. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Now, I've seen you give multiple talks, like you were an international speaker, you've gone to so many different countries, giving all these presentations and speeches on biohacking and health and digital transformation. And when I first got introduced to your work, I saw this guy coming onto a stage, which sort of looked like a Hollywood movie setup because you were wearing glasses that was shining blue light into your eyes. You were wearing probably a device, correct me if I'm wrong, it was like an internasal red or infrared light, um, which delivers that spectrum right into your brain. I think I might have seen you with some PEMF on your head. And that's not typically a kind of person that we see in our everyday life. But I must tell you, every time you go on stage, you pull that look off very well. But today you aren't looking like that. So is it only for stages or do you use all those things just like normally when you're walking on the street? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm still wearing some some cool things like these glasses that I have on my face. They are uh, filtering out a little bit of the a uh, little bit of the blue light that's coming from my studio lights here. So so you have to be kind of like optimizing the environment um, you're in with these technologies. But of course, I mean, I'm a professional speaker, so. Uh, I, I've noticed over the years that people remember, like, um, they don't necessarily remember everything that you said, um, but they remember how you looked and they also remember, um, like, how you touched them, like, what emotions you, you brought up in them. And uh, I often want to show practical things on stage, what biohacking, for example, is. And uh, that's why that's why I have all this funky gear on me mm -hmm. and uh, i mean it's uh it's part of the show but i'm actually using all of these things on my free time as well oh uh, that's that's great because definitely i can tell you like when you talk about the emotional aspect yes that does touch people but the first thing that everyone remembers is the way you look the way you present yourself and that's why they say right first impression it's probably the last impression and a lot of it is when people look at someone, they're already having this thoughts in their head that, oh, this is for this and this is for that. And even if you're not a biohacker, you'd just be super curious. Now, how did you get into biohacking? What's your what's your background? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been a, 
serial technology entrepreneur when I was uh, since I since I, when I was 16. I'm I'm 39 now. I actually turned 39 last Friday, and um, yeah, it's 40 next year. And people often comment me that hey, you look uh, pretty young uh, for your age. And if you had you know seen me 10 years ago, I actually looked older than I look right now. And all that entrepreneurial life, running a business, running a company had uh, weird me down, to be frank. And um, like it, it was all about pushing the boundaries. You know, I was raising venture capital. I, I raised uh, 1.5 million for one startup. And I, I thought I was, you know, living my dream. I was working late in the morning, you know, 16 hours uh, per day sometimes. Uh, I don't think I can beat Elon Musk on that, but I'm still like really like working, putting the hours in. And I guess once you turn, you know, 30 years old, that's when you're you start to see the accelerating aspects of aging. When you're young, you kind of get away with so much. But uh, when I turned 30, I got some stress-related illness uh, that took my energy away and and gave me constant chronic pain for for almost a year and the medication that I got, it just masked the, the pain, but it didn't take um, the, the lack of energy away. And um, so this kind of chronic fatigue and where your body and mind and everything is kind of in a pretty dark place. Um, you know, I, I was relying just like most people on external factors, external uh, input from doctors and specialists, and I continued my lifestyle. But when I noticed that, you know, um, that band-aid is not working, I started looking into the mirror and I, I asked myself, like, you know, do I really want to, you know, keep on going like this? I, I should probably change one or two things. So I was looking myself in the mirror and uh, I decided to do what I'm uh, actually pretty good at from young age. I started with computers. I learned programming when I was 13. And, uh, you know, I started my company when I was 16. I was teaching in a, um, in a high school and later in a university when I was 18. And uh, uh, I was always good at understanding complex systems, um, that being computer systems or, let's say, you know, how human learning works. Um, organizations, I later on became a management consultant. Um, I was very early on looking at the network aspect of how companies get things done. And I was very early on on social media and social technology technologies. And I, I just, you know, decided to do what I'm good at, which is systems thinking. I started looking at my body as a system that can be understood. So because I didn't have information of this black box, um, what's going on, you know, which is my body. In our lives, we have so much information about our business. You know, you have all these key performance indicators and all that. But I didn't have that information of my body. So I, I just, you know, started looking at how can I make this visible. So I took a bunch of blood uh, blood tests and lab tests. I, I did even some of the early genetic tests. I, I got into variables, um, tracking. At that time, in 20, uh, uh, 2012, 2011, these technologies and so-called quantified self and self-measurements were not easily available. So I, I had to like dig into it, but I, I was really intrigued about the idea of self-knowledge through numbers. 
um, how you can gain understanding of yourself through numbers. And um, I, I just went on a crusade to figure out, you know, what's going on. And eventually uh, I got to the root problem, which was inflammation, uh, which was, you know, chronic stress and imbalance in the system. And I designed a dietary intervention and lifestyle interventions to bring the system back to balance. And it took me three months, um, like um, rigorous, like uncompromising approach to um, the, the the research that I've read and implementing that in my life, that I started seeing results. The pain went away, the energy came back. And what happened, my allergies also went away. A lot of like chronic things that I had all my life, I thought was kind of normal, just went away. Now it's springtime here in the northern part. Usually I got like pollen allergies and all that. I have nothing right now, so I'm, I'm good. And uh, so, so I, I switched, you know, some genetic switches in the process. And I, I felt healthier and more energetic than before uh, becoming sick. And, and that became a lifestyle. I started sharing, you know, um, what I did. Um, and there was a term for it, which is biohacking. And I met the doctor and a nutrition specialist, some of my friends who helped me along the way. And we decided to write a book, which is right here. This is the biohacker's handbook. Uh, it's kind of the missing manual of the human body. And, and this is a description of many of the things that I did, like fundamental understanding of what's going on in the human body. It has like 1,500 references and hundreds of illustrations over 500 pages. And um, I, I just want to share um, what I did so that other people didn't have to do the same mistakes. And I learned over the years that um, uh, teaching is one of the most effective ways to learn. Listening to a lecture, reading a book, that's cool. But once you implement it in your life and once you start sharing and teaching others how to do it, that's when you really understand what's going on. And um, so what was originally designed to be a protocol through which I wanted to just get myself back to balance actually became um, a lifestyle and a job. Uh, so I've, I've been writing several books over the years. This is one of them. Um, and organizing a conference called Biohacker Summit, which is where we met in Helsinki, Finland, which we've done now 10 times. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's growing movement. And in the last 10 years, it just, you know, this kind of uh, self-driven experiments, biohacking, it has just grown as a trend. And, and there's so much going on in that space right now. And I'm very happy to ride that wave, just like I ride the wave of social technology, social media early on. Uh, I, I think this is this disruption in healthcare uh, is just about to start, uh, which is the move from um, mass solutions uh, or one size fits all to customizing uh, health and wellness interventions to single individuals. And what worked for me might not work for you. You have to figure it out yourself. And the data that you can derive from your body is, is a central piece. So that's that's kind of how I got into it. I kind of like, it carried me away. And um, we founded Biker Center to publish the book originally. And now it's become a big business uh, on its own as well. 
so we have an online store uh, for biking related tools and technologies and supplements. We have the conference and we have several books that we are publishing every year. Yeah, I have one of, uh, I have your book relying in my book cabinet over there. And yeah, huge book. It's very difficult to travel with, I must say. So you have to read it in your house because it's big and chock full of information, really great stuff. And I know that you guys keep on um, upgrading it with like new information, like you've had on how to optimize ketogenic diet. And then you have the upgraded workplace and you have so many things that you keep on adding to this right. list, which I'm really happy about because you keep on giving people the opportunity to learn once they're connected with you. And this biohacker center, the first time that I heard about it, I was very intrigued. Is this where you are right now? Uh, I'm, I'm at my home right now. Is it a physical space? Yeah, okay. this, this is my home, but it's, it's turning into a studio. Uh, so, so it's kind of a place where uh, which I'm building kind of into a prototype of an optimized environment. Uh, so starting from bedroom to kitchen to, um, you know, the ergonomics and the working desk and, uh, and my sauna and spa and cold baths and all that. And I'm, I'm planning to film that on our YouTube channel at Biker Summit soon, soon, uh, as a, as a series. Um, Biker Center, uh, the headquarters is in Helsinki, Finland, where my, uh, most of my colleagues work. Uh, and, mm -hmm. uh, that's also a pretty cool team park and, you know, of biohacking tools and technologies. So how does a day in the life of an employee or colleague workers who are actually at the headquarters is different from a regular office person? Now you mentioned some biohacks. Will you want to take us through some of the biohacking things that you have in your office? Maybe I know that you guys have had a supplement closet and what else are you doing? to optimize that workflow environment? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, where I'm, where I'm sitting right now, this is, of course, a standing desk uh, that, I, that I use. And uh, I, I have uh, air purification device uh, right next to me and uh, air humidifier. Uh, it's, it's not that humid here in the Northern Hemisphere, so it's, uh, it's good to increase humidity if needed. Uh, the temperature is controlled, so I, I can bring that low enough. Um, although that's not a problem in winter time for sure. And uh, yeah, I've, I've got some you know some cool devices here, like for example, this one. Uh, this is a red light uh, device that I'm using uh, mm -hmm. to you know help with some neck pain or whatever stiffness that I might have from sitting in front of a computer for a long, long period of time. It's called flex beam. And, uh, I got some sensors here that are also measuring air quality, how long I sit in front of this computer. Um, I got, um, yeah, this device here is my timekeeping device. So depending on which side I place it on the table, it starts to track uh, how much I spend on a specific activity. And every phase of this cube is basically a specific activity, like working on presentation, doing a podcast with you, for example, mm -hmm. etc. 
so it, it tracks time. I got different type of glasses, so these these yellow ones are for day day computer use, and I got these ones which are my Bono glasses. So if I want to be a, want to be a cool rock star, I mm -hmm. use these. So so <laughs> these are blocking all blue light um, pretty effectively. And uh, I got some plants around here, and. Uh, uh, some exercise equipment, some resistance bands that I'm using. Um, when I have a break, I have a pull-up bar right next to me. And uh, yeah, I, I'm sipping some really nice optimized beverage, coffee with some, uh, right now with some focus and immune system supporting uh, supplements in it. Got some tinctures here, so... This is a specific medicinal mushroom that's really good for uh, for the nervous system and for increasing stamina. What is that? Is it reishi, cordyceps? This is cordyceps. Cordyceps, okay. Yeah, some northern part, uh, locally grown cordyceps. And um, yeah, so when we when you go to our office it's pretty much the same like every desk is like that as well as we have vibration plates we have an infrared sauna in there if you want to take an infrared sauna in the middle of the day you can and mm -hmm. uh yeah we we got like um uh, big panels of red light i also got here a spike mat and red light device i sometimes use it with a ultrasonic sound stimulating device that I put on my chest to relax myself. So if I want to have like a quick recharge for 20 minutes, I take a meditation under the red light on a spike mat with, with this device and some binaural beats with some noise canceling headphones. Maybe that's when I might use some reishi also uh, for, for cooling down the nervous system a little bit, maybe some lavender, um, some essential oil uh, diffusing around. So yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty fun thing, you know. When you were a kid, you wanted to play, you know, out there mm -hmm. like hacking is a is an adult approach to just having fun. Getting the new toys. Yeah, it's 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 very much uh, <laughs> driven by toys mm -hmm. and tools and technologies and wearables like the aura ring or some kind mm -hmm. of some kind of wristband or chest strap or whatever like. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why this type of wellness and health approach is catering to the interest of men. Like women, I've always been interested in health and well-being, and I've, I've noticed that for them, the motivation in biohacking is to feel good, look good uh, from the inside and outside, live long. Uh, for men, it's different. It's better, faster, stronger, cool toys, you know, stuff to play around with. Um, so it's 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 definitely one of the healthiest ways to have an addiction to the tools and technologies like compared to let's say playing computer games all day long you could play around with yourself as a avatar in your life and optimize that instead of some some virtual character on your screen so it's it's very much connected i mean you you can get data just like you can get in a game of yourself and uh, you see the progress you see when you're leveling up, uh, when you're getting results. I just got some boxes here for doing some uh, uh, testing on myself for longevity. 
I got glycinate over there box that I'm going to do soon, which is looking at uh, glycation in the body and, um, and, and deriving understanding of, of your aging biomarkers. Uh, so yeah, it's, um, it's a cool thing. And it's part of, um, the change in healthcare, which is moving from reactive healthcare where, where we diagnose an existing disease. Uh, we look for symptoms, we treat in hindsight, what happened. We are moving from that to more predictive or preventive healthcare where we are uh, detecting potential issues already long before they manifest and you're taking action long before it's too late. And that's much cheaper. I mean, if you invest today in a couple of tools and technologies and lab tests and you get yourself back to balance, you save a lot of money down the road. You save a lot of time and misery and pain and pain. suffering. So I think it's, it's uh, definitely one of the best investments you can do. And I think healthcare in that way, I mean, if you think of it, um, many countries have health insurance. In Finland, we have public health care. I think if we had this type of data and people were taking care of themselves, that could pay dividends to you. Like instead of you know paying through your taxes or insurance uh, or potential issues down the road, um, you I mean you would do that still, but you would get a return of investment. Uh, in yourself. So let's say if you're completely healthy for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, uh, never sick, never, never getting into any chronic uh, illness like diabetes or cardiovascular disease or whatever, I think the government should pay you because you are not a liability. You are actually um, providing results and you are more likely to stay longer in work life and and get things done for the society at large instead of just sitting indoors watching television drinking yourself you know uh, uh, <laughs> to whatever you know hangover and and, uh, and and eating all kinds of crap food while watching commercials like i mean that's the misery of um, so many people and uh, it, it we are all paying for it in different ways and uh, not the least employ employers like in terms of sick leaves but you know down the road like i mean we just have to take care of all those crippled people so i think if you take responsibility of yourself you invest in yourself you're investing in society as well um and and you should be rewarded for it um but in the end the most rewarding aspect is is that you feel better you get things done you have more motivation better energy levels and uh, you enjoy life more and i think that's you know why it's all worth it i think you're absolutely correct one of the most important parts of that people miss these days is that last part you talked about which is enjoying life because people are used to pushing through the pain the scenario that you described a person watching tv having a beer drinking themselves till the next morning is a reality in millions and millions of people's world and oh yeah the sad part is that everyone's accepted it as if it was normal because they don't know any better or like you, their friends families relatives or you know girlfriend boyfriend are doing the same thing 
Yeah. So, and many people learn the hard way, you know, it's like you don't do changes until it's too late in a way. And that's, that's sad. I mean, I had to do it also. Like I, I just pushed myself to the boundary and, and when I got like some uh, chronic illness that I, I just can't, you know, mask or just, you know, hide or, or whatever with, with medication, I just had to, you know, do the work myself. And I hope that more people wake up earlier and they prevent these kind of things happening. But unfortunately, as humans, we're human, you know, we enjoy ourselves and, you know, we, we just push the boundary until we see there is a boundary and it, it it's, it's with, with work. Um, that's cool. Like, I mean, we cherish all these entrepreneurs who put all the hours in, but there's so many people like, you know, who are not making it, who are, uh, have get chronic, uh, health issues. I, I know so many entrepreneurs. We, we cherish, you know, Elon Musk's and whatever, but there is for every Elon Musk, there are hundreds or thousands of people who have like uh, multiple chronic health issues, mm -hmm. depression, uh, uh, arrhythmias, um, you know, all, all kinds of like nervous system problems, sleeping problems. Uh, and we don't talk about those as much, the failures that come from that, like, uh, statistics statistically Hello. like 80 percent of uh hardcore heavy entrepreneurs are more likely to get you know uh, chronic health issues like uh three to five years down the road of, of running something intense uh and you can do all of that while maintaining good health you can actually get more results and that's kind of the flip side of it is that um you can do the better, faster, stronger without killing yourself um, slowly. Uh, you, you can do it. Uh, you can get away with it um, if you know what you're doing. And actually, you get more done. It's just like with sleep. Like if you if you don't sleep, maybe you get a few hours in, but the, the hours that are on the table, those are less effective. Your brain is not working optimally, anxiety. Uh, you are making mistakes if you if you just let yourself relax let yourself sleep the day looks completely different you probably get 10 times more done in one hour than normally takes you 10 hours so that's the kind of the thing is that you have to find balance you find have to find equilibrium you have to find um the ebb and flow of being a human being that you have to just like discharge occasionally just to be able to charge again just like you're running a marathon you're not just going from one competition to another you take a good you know recovery uh, period in between so that you're able to do that but unfortunately most people they just go through their weeks like uh, pushing the boundaries without applying this kind of logic and when the weekend comes along when they're supposed to get relaxation that's when they party party hard, drink hard, whatever. And they don't get the recovery their body needs. And then on Monday, things start again. So that's kind of the, you know, self-sabotaging aspect of human behavior and health uh, issues. Um, and uh, unfortunately, that continues as long as, you know, something breaks down and someone tells you, hey, you have to change your behavior or you figure it out yourself.
and uh, I, I hope to be able to uh, inspire people, motivate people to take action before it's too late. Well, definitely, that is one thing that you have been able to do with all your work. Um, you've got great content, the way it's delivered, the form of content, how easy it is, how easily accessible it is. It just makes people more in line and in tune with what you're saying and what your goal is, which is for everyone to be healthy, take that step. Now, tell me, how does a day in your life, life look like? we've been talking about all these you shared so many cool things with us which i've i've been going through everything in my room as soon as you were saying things that you know the standing desk the blue light blocking glasses the essential oils diffuser the tea coffee all these elixirs so i can pretty much find everything that you said right next to me apart from the infrared sauna and um yeah that is one step that i really gotta take have you experimented with the sauna blankets, infrared sauna blankets? Uh, I, ha I haven't experimented with one myself, but I mean, it's the same. Uh, uh, of, of course, you get it closer to your body um, uh, and uh, compared to being in infrared sauna where the panels might be a little bit further away. Uh, I'm not sure about the efficacy or effectiveness, but I, I guess you get a really good sweat doing that what i'm building right now with clear light is um is a sauna that is integrating several modalities um so a cabin that is the ultimate recovery cabin so not just using infrared but using also near infrared not just far infrared which is typical what infrared sauna does but i also use near infrared and red light so full for, spectrum yeah yeah basically like adding a few other spectrums. And, and then you could have also a daylight lamp in the morning, like just to wake you up. So you can use so many different frequencies of light, uh, some of them to make get you sweating, some of them to trigger your mitochondria to produce energy, some of them to, uh, to accelerate healing or stimulate the immune system, some of them to help your circadian rhythm and help you wake up. I, I'm even integrating a vitamin D lamp so that I can get vitamin D um, uh, when the sun is not available, which is often the case here in the northern part in winter times. And uh, then also using uh, air as a delivery mechanism for certain substances. Uh, you can use essential oils and so on that are stimulating uh, focus or relaxation or attention or meditation. Um, so I, I think a cabin like that um, can provide so much in, in, in terms of different rec recovery modalities so that you get like synergistic effects from several things. You can have also a nice tea or some supplements that are um, enhancing what's happening. Mm, uh, that is interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's like stacking things in, in mm -hmm. different ways. So, um, and of course, like the traditional Finnish sauna, also like the, the traditional like dry sauna or, or, um, or, or like just having a stove on, on top of uh, infrared, like infrared sauna and traditional Finnish sauna are, are different things. They had do different things. Both, both of them make you sweat, but in different way. Uh, the other one is more likely to stimulate, like the Finnish dry sauna is more likely to stimulate activate uh, 
pathways related to longevity, like FOXO3, um, increased production of heat, sho heat shock proteins, especially good when combined with cold therapy. So um, getting yourself into a cold shower or, or just like an ice bath and, and alterating between heat and cold. Um, uh, I, I feel my heart rate goes much faster, much higher with a traditional Finnish sauna. So that is, is, it's also an exercise mimetic. Mm -hmm. So it mimics some of the effects of exercise, which are improving blood sugar regulation, stimulating the immune system and the cardiovascular system specifically. While infrared sauna is good for detoxification, um, mobilizing certain lipids, um, um, which is related to the detoxification effect as well, not just sweating, uh, that you can uh, take advantage of. Like, I mean, the body is storing heavy metals in uh, fat tissue, and, and you can mobilize those lipids uh, with infrared, uh, far infrared specifically, mm -hmm. for a brief moment. And you can use chelators and chelating agents to trap those and remove them from your body. And sweating is, of course, like the oldest uh, way of. Uh, secreting toxins from the body and uh yeah i mean there there is so many different benefits of just like uh, pushing your body into a boundary and that's what we call hormetic stressors or hormetic effect or hormesis where the body is going through stress like heat or cold or uh you know exposure to specific wavelengths but at the same time, it has a response, which is increasing resilience. Um, when you exercise, your heart rate goes up. But when you are doing it on a regular basis, your resting heart rate will be lower. So there is a compensatory effect. And that's an example of a hormetic response. So your body is compensating to exposure. It's the same with immune system modulating uh, uh, plant-based compounds, uh, compounds um, that are stimulating the immune system. Things that are in ginger or curcumin, for example, mm -hmm. are toxic in large quantities to humans, but in small quantities, they are actually uh, stimulating. Uh, it's the same, you know, for herbs like thyme or rosemary, actually the oils are toxic uh, those are like natural protective agents of the plants against viruses bacteria parasites and, um, and, and pests but once you um, have have those in in a human body they they stimulate the immune system the immune system response and that makes the immune system produce more um, of those cells that are key to maintaining a good immune system response when needed. And uh, those could be macrophages, those could be white blood cells, those could be, I mean, there, there's so many different mechanisms right there. NK cells, yeah. Yes, correct. So, so in the end, um, as humans, we are domesticated humans. We have been re, uh, we have been disconnected from our true origins of what it means to be human we live in um tightly controlled environments for example in terms of air temperature probably in dubai everywhere you go you have 
humidifier. Mm -hmm. I mean, not humidifier, like air conditioner. Air conditioner. Yeah, like your car has air conditioning, your your apartment has. You're basically in a pretty narrow space of temperature alteration. Um, in terms of your exposure to bacteria, um, viruses, etc., is is diminished uh, because of the constant cleaning of the physical environment, um, lack of true connection to nature, lack of connection to true life. Uh, I mean, it's like over time, it, there's this cleanliness hypothesis that when we when we live in environments that are um, sanitized all the time, um, our immune system is, uh, I mean, it doesn't need to be an alert all the time. Mm -hmm. So it kind of lowers the guard a little bit. And once you get exposed to, let's say, you know, some pathogenic species or let's say a mold that takes over your house and it doesn't have any competition of other bacteria and molds. And I mean, if you go to the forest, you have hundreds of different molds going on everywhere. Like no single one dominates, but in a physical environment, which is constantly cleaned, you, you develop these kind of super organisms that just take over and, and they can wreak havoc in your, in your system. If you're not used to them, not used to dealing with pathogens. So, um, it's a good idea to, you know, spend a little time in dirt, um, expose yourself to nature. That's what we know from aboriginals. And when we study their gut bacteria, mm -hmm. diversity is much greater than of domesticated humans. So rewilding yourself, reconnecting to the wild environment in different ways. I mean, you could, I mean, you can kind of hack your environment and you can use, um, a probiotic for your home. So there are agents that you can just spray mm -hmm. around, kind of restore some bacterial ecosystem in your home. Um, you can do that on your skin. So probiotic creams. Or get a dog. Uh, huh? What did you say? Uh, or get a pet because I said, um, or get yeah. a pet because research also shows that people living in uh, environments with pets which bring in, which go into the mud, bring in some of the bacteria from inside. They live on an average longer than people with living in apartments with no access to any pets. Yeah, absolutely any... correct. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like our lack of connection to uh, other creatures is is also diminishing our ability to deal with env environmental factors. So. Yeah, and there's so many things that you can definitely do to um, to optimize that mm -hmm. that invisible landscape that is uh, yeah. critical for uh, optimal health. And that could be a whole set of podcasts because then you're talking about air, water, EMF, so many things. But I'm so happy that you gave the audience so many tips, tricks, hacks. You shared your own things. And that, for ladies and gentlemen who are listening, is a big win-win. So if you're watching this on video, you've seen all the tech already. If you're not watching it on video, then take some time to imagine and put in your imaginary hats and see how biohacking or things, what Timu's mentioned in this podcast, look like. Now, if you were to go back 
let's say to your 20 or 30 year old self, if you had a time machine, right? Let's, let's hope we have one one day. What would be that one piece of advice that you would want to give your younger self? Ah, well, life is a constant process of waking up from a dream in a way. You, you have your hands and feet, which are an extension of your, of your brain, nervous system. There's a lot of nerve endings in your fingertips that helps you to navigate and figure out if, if what you're touching or experiencing is dangerous or if it's food or if it's safe. And uh, I mean, through life, we learn things uh, and we become more woke. Like we, we, we start to understand more complex things and factors in our environment and what we put in our mouths and what we do. Uh, and this constant accelerating learning is key for um, for the process of waking up, and, but, but also for living a more uh, sustainable life over time to become wiser. So when I was younger, I mean, I've been always curious uh, and uh, and so on. But I learned the hard way that uh, you shouldn't just focus on external factors like learning skills or doing things um, like that are external to you. Like when I was in my working life doing all these startups, I was interested in organizing things and uh, uh, time management, and whatever. But in the end, um, if you're not taking care of your internal environment, um, things will be out of sync and eventually uh, the environment is going to get you. So I think it's important to look inwards, learn things like reading techniques, meditation, and, and of course, like be conscious about what you eat and, and uh, how you kind of use energy from your environment to that includes food. Um, to support what you want to do in a sustainable manner. And uh, yeah, I mean, that that's probably some advice I would like to give. The way of living um, is not really teached uh, that effectively. Like if, if I had the biker's handbook when I was 16, I would probably be better off. Um, these kind of things were not really touched in 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 today's schooling system which is mainly focused on external things um so so yeah that's that's kind of like what i would pay attention to with mm -hmm. my kids at least like hey take care of your nervous system man yeah nervous system is a big deal because we see everyone who's walking around these days with so much of trauma anxiety fear nervousness so if they learn how to control all of this with any things like you mentioned, like cold exposure or breath work, things will look much better for our future. And um, Timu, thank you so much for all the work that you've done. Your content is great. Like I mentioned, you have a great personality. The shows that you put up is amazing. And I hope to see you in the next one. For now, if someone wants to get in touch with you or reach you out, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, uh check out biohackingbook.com mm -hmm. uh, and biohackersummit.com. You can also find these on social media, on Instagram, for example, biohackingbook. 
and uh, Biker Summit. And that's where we are putting out a lot of information. And on YouTube, you can find the Biker Summit YouTube channel. We've been pushing out uh, almost every day new video content now, now this year. Oh, nice. and, uh, there, there's a lot of lectures from our previous conferences and, and bits and pieces. Um, so I would recommend taking a look at that. And uh, yeah, get the Biker's Handbook if you want to get started. Many people tell me it's it's kind of one of the fundamental like uh, handbooks of uh, in the field of biohacking. There is more advanced stuff that goes deeper into specific intricate details, but this one is giving you the uh, the map of the territory that you're navigating your your sleep, your exercise, your body, your your mind, um, and and uh, yeah, we have a sequel coming which is called the resilient being which we are um uh, in that book we are looking to build resilience from a level of a single cell up to the level of the whole organism mm -hmm. and uh, i think resilience is a key component especially now in times of turmoil times of uncertainty times of you know invisible enemies lurking in whatever surfaces and um you know even other people become danger dangerous to be around with in a way so if you want to live in harmony like you have to learn to be resilient um it's tough to kill in a way uh mm -hmm. or in tune with your nature and with the nature around you so that's that's kind of the book that I, that we are writing right now when is it coming out i mean these things are like you know some great games or movies it's done when it's done you know mm -hmm. we, we don't okay. want to compromise anything uh mm -hmm. but definitely it's still probably going to take at least at least a year um so probably 2022 all right. all right perfect we will be looking out for that one and for those of you who are listening i have the biohackers handbook and i have got to learn so much and one of the great things i like about it is that unlike if you read other books on biohacking fitness wellness they are kind of boring because they don't have illustrations they don't have different colors they don't go through it in a systematic approach it's basically someone telling them about their life and how they optimize it which some people might find interesting but honestly to me it gets boring after a while the biohackers handbook is different in a way because it doesn't tell you a personal story, but it's very objective. It's very systematized. It's where it takes you on a journey where you complete one thing to the other. And then what you learn from the previous chapters can be applied to the next one. And it's beautiful. So I would recommend everyone have your hands on it. And if you have like a coffee table, it looks pretty cool on that as well, because it's nice and big and every, everyone will just ask you about it and Timu thank you so much for all the work you've done thank you for being on the show thank you for biohacking and making it accessible for all of us and this is me CJ signing out from the shift with CJ podcast everyone have an energetic week in front of you my pleasure enjoy see you brother Your time and presence with us through this podcast is highly appreciated. If you want to learn more, then head over to our website, www.shiftwithcj.com.